0: No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply.
1: See website for details. Stop Hammer Time is backed for this season by (laughs) Ladbrooks. Hello and welcome to Stop Hammer Time. My name's Phil Whelans. Uh, with me this week, as always, Jim Grant. Good evening. Jim, how's it all going?
3: This season, Stop Hammer it's Time not... is brought to you in association what? with <laughs> Jim,
1: that Look for
3: special offers Jim... at bet.westhampodcast.com.
1: Was that West Ham, bet.westhampodcast.com?
0: Do, bo, 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 do, Was that bo, bet, stars, West dot West Yes.
1: Don't say it at the same time as me, Jim. Okay. This is... This is targeted advertising that I have to get out. Was it podcast? It was
3: bet.westhampodcast.com. Then right, there's right. another dot, but I think that's a full stop at the that's end That's a full of stop sentence. at the end. Don't confuse... <laughs> right, the, I'm going to say it again, that,
1: Bet.westhampodcast.com. That's it. Full stop. Yeah. No, not the full stop. Don't say no, full don't, stop. No, well, I
3: didn't. You did that right. time.
1: This is intolerable, Jim.
3: I think we should start again.
1: Well, well I, th- I, I think you should start again, Jim, and answer when I ask how you are. Don't come up with some pre-prepared speech.
3: Well, I you do it? Because you tell like a, me to. Some
1: kind of puppet of capitalism, Jim. <laughs> free thinking, we're free thinking individuals—that's who we want on the podcast, Jim. Not people who've been coached, coached to within an inch of their life by PR people <laughs> from Ladbrokes. All right. Also joining us uh, this week, uh, it's been a long time since he's been on the podcast. We simply won't have him. It's Benji Lignardo.
2: If you're interested in two for one Sainsbury's no. deals, go to <laughs> oh, sainsbury. West nightmare. Ham podcast. Forward slash dot forward slash dot West Ham podcast dot Sainsbury. Benji,
1: I detect though that you are wearing a you are wearing a sweatshirt <laughs> yes, <laughs> branded yeah. with the name of your own <laughs> company on
2: it. This, yeah, Were this an unashamedly.
1: Perhaps we should get a we should uh, which we used to do but never do, we should get a camera phone pick at the end and put it on the website. Oh, yeah. So that, that way do it. that way we advertise it uh Benji's uh, company. Which
2: is pickfair.com.
1: Pickfair.com. Uh, yeah. Uh, full stop.
2: If you are looking for non rubbish stock images that are authentic, cheap, full Affordable and fair. We pay our photographers fairly. Go to pickfair.com. Hi Phil, how are you doing? Benji is
1: European Young Businessman of the Year. is He, he is, yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Have been for 17 years in a row now.
1: How is uh, Pickfair going? It's
2: fine. We've got 32,000 photographers now across the world. Wow. I know, wow. it's pretty exciting. We had an exhibition at The Guardian, very fancy pants. Wow. And I've got a West Ham fan working for me now. Oh, that's cool. Who discovered Pickfair via the West Ham podcast. Ah,
1: I remember you telling yeah. me this. That's not that lovely? Yeah, we're yeah, bringing yeah. people together.
2: We are. And also, by the way, my nephew, so the whole new generation of West Ham fans, he, he is 16-year-old Toby, who actually regularly goes to away games with me. Toby nephew. Now a regular listener to the podcast. Brilliant. Loves it. So, shout out to Toby Ackerman, all the way up there in Muzzle Hill. Toby Ackerman. Yes. Good man. Good yeah.
1: man. In uh, Arsenal supporting territory, near me. I live in we, first, all well, we, we all are. We all are. And are. And I, yeah, uh, we're uh, too
2: many uh, bloody gooners around here.
1: Benji lives uh, very near me, uh, mm. and, uh, Crappy Rob's Smith. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yep, and yep. Uh, yeah, yeah. Also joining us this week, uh, we've had a couple of uh, friends from uh, WHUISA, uh, West Ham United Independent Support Association. Um, one of our good friends, George Mann, couldn't make it in this evening because of weather, but he f- heroically threw uh, a friend of his into the breach, and he is here this evening from WHUISA. It's uh, Paul Turner.
0: Thank you very much for having me.
1: Welcome, Paul. Welcome, Paul. Uh, how are you?
0: So, I'm uh, I'm doing well. And also, if you'd like to sign up as a member, then you can go to our website www. dot com.
1: Brilliant, brilliant. We're all advertising things. This hey, is... This is I, I thought
0: I'd get on the... Uh, I thought I'd jump on the boat as well. Yeah. As yeah, well. No, no, this podcast
2: right. has changed.
0: Yeah, it, it's yeah, It's,
2: it's all very commercial now. Absolutely, very commercial.
0: Yeah. It used to just be about West Ham, but yeah, now it's yeah. about selling things. Well, there's an, there's
2: an allegory there, isn't it, for a, for a certain East London football team? Yeah. us yeah. not, yeah. not, not Yeah. Right,
0: no. Well, let's go, then, let's go there. Let's go there. That's
2: what we're Straight supposed to do. <laughs> <it> might
1: come <laughs> up. Well, we've got one game of football to talk about, the game at the weekend. Now, I predicted Liverpool 2, West Ham 4. Um feels like I've lost my mojo in the uh, result predicting game.
3: I predicted 5 0 to Liverpool. And <laughs> I was a lot closer than you this yes, time. Yes, that's closer <laughs> this time. Yeah.
1: I, of course, did, uh, lest we forget, predict the Liverpool 0 West Ham three you result did. Of You the did, you
3: 15, did, 16, Well, you've 16, never six. let us forget that.
1: Very, no, 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 no. Did you no, really? Fair. I did. Yeah, you yeah, did,
3: yeah. 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 That yeah. the
0: early billet yeah. Rampage. Yes, yes. 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 No, yeah, but did yeah. you put any money on it, though?
1: So I didn't know. No,
2: I
0: don't. You should I, have gone to yeah, bet. Yeah.
1: Dot, yeah. I also approach, predicted dot. the uh, um, Swansea one, West Ham four. I literally predicted that, and it happened. Yeah. Uh, and a two-two versus West Brom. I went. No,
2: Phil, one, are two, you two. are you telling us that you predicted three games in upwards of seven years? Because that, I mean, this is something exceptional is going on. here. This is crazy.
1: Well, I only started doing it in about year five, so it's not as if I've been doing it for a really long time. No, seriously,
2: this is we should. I mean, have you contacted Channel Four? Should be a documentary about this. this is something amazing is it's happening? It's uncanny. It's like that octopus, Paul, Paul the, the octopus. octopus. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Well, a stopped clock, a stopped clock. Quite, gentlemen, yeah. a stopped clock. Is stopped. Uh, so um, I only really saw match of the day type highlights of that game. I think I read a couple of match reports of it. Uh, it sounded like we were kind of in the game, uh, and in fact had a chance to score early on with a rather splendid effort from An- Anatovic, which was, it was brilliant. The bar. I did
3: see that. I, I was watching the stream, and then my internet just uh, fell apart. It went down, as they say. Don't, say, don't,
1: don't also, tell the
2: public about
1: it. Is this. It's a
2: typical criminal Jim just what? confesses left right. It's so naive. Well, there you go. Well, it seemed to a start being well. about West Ham, but then no it was more
1: about Jim's life, like a sort of Alan <laughs> Bennett monologue where he loses a biscuit under a couch. I, I had a similar. I had a, a <laughs> Funny you should
3: mention that.
2: Similar experience. I think my um, one of my, one of my favourite moments of the game was um, buffering sixty four percent. Oh, um, right. Okay. And then and then it was buffering uh, seventy eight, which was a little. Yeah, it was right, sort okay. of. It was interesting. Not they're lovely
1: re- when they're that percentage, aren't oh, they? They're so lovely.
0: Yeah. No, was it one of those moments where you, uh, we were still in the game, but then when he came back, we were basically 4 1 down, game <laughs> yeah, yeah, over? Yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah it depends on this. Yeah, your enjoyment of the match is affected by your internet yes. connection speed and yeah, the yeah. sudden conceding of <laughs> so three anyway, this,
3: obviously none of this happened. None no, of none of this happened, happened, but the Arnatovich the chance was absolutely. I mean, mm. it, was, it was brilliant. Actually, it was a save, wasn't it? Just, yeah, yeah,
1: just, just tipped on got the bar. Yeah, yeah. Fingertips yeah.
3: to it, but it was a brilliant piece of skill. He's actually, he's he's become.
2: Very quickly, quite talismanic for West Ham. And, and there's something very West Ham about Arnautovic as well. He's He's got this kind of snarl. Uh, he, he's got a tremendous work rate. And he quite gets credit for his work rate. He's, he's got the strength. He's got the yep. technique. And I tell you what, you take Arnautovic away from the season we're having, and it starts oh, looking a hell massive. of a lot worse. Yeah, no, no, yeah no, no, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely.
0: A lot of the time we're set up is to actually chase down from the front, don't let them sit on the ball, if they're just gonna play out as easy as anything and we're just gonna lay everyone back, then they're just gonna attack and attack and attack. Well, when someone hmm. like Anovic from the front, you've seen him several times, you'll yep. actually chase him down, force a mistake, throw in, in their half and we can build on something like that. So I, he I imagine magic. he's a
1: pain
2: yeah. in the ass to play against. Oh, yeah, you've seen
1: totally. him. Uh, you've seen him get a little cross with some of his kind of uh, uh, colleagues up front at not closing down. He's kind of going, "I don't want to do this on my own, lads. Yeah, you've got to go you as a team. You help me. Yeah. You help me close these guys down." One thing, of course, that helps to close a team down and press them high up the pitch is to have wing backs with a combined age of 123. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Patrice Evra, as we know, Uncle is Pat. 71. And uh, uh, Zabaleta
3: is uh, sixty three, mm. and uh, they. <laughs> um, I thought I, I have to say I, th- I thought the the team selection was was a little bit odd, and I've been reasonably impressed with Moyes tactically uh, um, on the whole, but I thought he got it wrong tactically. I mean, yes, I, I you it, probably would have lost the game, well, yeah. you know, Whatever combination of players we put out in whatever format, to be fair. But um, Collins was exposed in terms of lack of pay. I mean, you know, he was. Uh, I think you were, you mentioned earlier, Paul, in in our little conversation in, in the in the hostelry, which we uh, frequent before the uh, podcast, um, that Collins was the right man to deal with Troy Deeney. But the wrong man to deal with for Mino, and right. Mane, and, and, and Salah. the interchangeable front free, <laughs>
0: the quickness, the skill, the ability they have, rather than a team that's 1 0 down, chase the game like Watford, who will just put the ball in the area, because mm. they've got the wingers out wide to try and get it into Deeney, play off of him and someone like Collins against the front free that Liverpool has isn't really the right man for the job. No.
2: Although I think, I think we've all got fond memories of that, that glorious day when he had Suarez in his pocket. Yes, we went to that, didn't yeah, we? And, yeah. And, the and nil, yeah, nil, nil away at Anfield. It didn't, you know, he, he's, yes, that's he's right, three, yeah. three or four years older now, and, yeah. and actually it's not just Suarez and, 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 and Sturridge behind him. There's two of them. Well, you know, there's, there's Firmino, well, Mane and, yeah. and, and Salah. It's pretty. Also, fun. Suarez
1: was a little bit more of a goal-hanger. You know, yeah. it's, it's more of a kind They're of position. So he's sort style. of in, he's sort of within Gingy's sort of range a lot yeah. of the game. Whereas you know, players like Mane will, will attack you from a little bit deeper. And once they've got a, a bit of speed up, there's no, but you know, even you
3: in that game, Benji, he was. A- Couple of times done for done for pace, like caught out. Sort of, I and mean, he will know, be? Play, playing a high We played a high line that day, and and he was. Was that nil nil? The final score it, it was yeah. nil nil. Yeah. Do you
1: think um, what could he have done, uh, Moyes? I well,
3: think. I think I I do feel I know it's a, you know it's a, a a big place to go and and whatnot, but I think Rice has has shown enough this season mm-hmm. to to suggest that he could be given more responsibility and, and he's and, quicker. And he's a decent defender.
2: Yes. Right, right now, the way we're playing and the way Liverpool are playing, 4-1 at Anfield is about the right result. So, yeah, yeah, so yeah. if you you and you know Moyes would never say this, and he says that he tries to win every game. Of course, you know he has to mm-hmm. say that. But you're probably going to lose at Liverpool. Therefore, yes. why why not try and, and and give Declan Rice a bit of a chance to really go up against one of one yeah. of the league's finest? Uh, forward Good lines.
3: experience, agreed. But I also think the front three were, were pro- was a problem. Yes, Lanzini. I mean to- Yeah, he is a slow he he, I I've noticed that you know, when he comes back from injury Lansing it takes a while to get up to speed, doesn't he? It takes him a game or two to get up. So I think he was probably thrown in a bit too so, I mean, he mm. obviously he was thinking about the fact that Lanzini, before the injuries, before the double injury, Lanzini and Arnautovic were looking scintillating together.
2: But I think ultimately it comes that Zhao Mario so, uh, and Lanzini... I don't think
0: you could play them together. Yeah, choose one. No. Choose yeah. one. And
2: for, me, and for me it's Lanzini, but if he's coming back from fitness, I'll probably start Mario and take him off after 60 minutes and put Lanzini on. Yeah. It, it didn't make much sense well, to play uh, both of them away at Anfield. Also, Lampard uh, said this after the somebody game. On,
1: somebody on yeah. Facebook said that it seemed a little... Um, unfair on Hernandez to drop into the bench when you know he scored a couple of goals in those games Uh, I mean uh, somebody posted on Facebook that uh, um, he should have put out the team that, that fairly comfortably beat Watford again uh, though I would argue that we didn't comfortably beat Watford, we made a lot. Of, we made a very hard work of
0: that second half against Watford. It was
3: a bit we of a grind, and, wasn't it? We sort of I don't think we were in danger of losing that game, but it was it was a grind. Yeah. It,
0: it wasn't Alamo defending backs to the wall, but it was a lot of pressure being put on us. Balls into the area, mm. something to deal with, rather than installing our style yeah. of play upon Watford. It was more of a case of if we've got the goal, try and do something about this, yeah, rather than us yeah. enforcing the way that we want to play. There's, there's one thing in particular I feel about this team and the way we're set up at the moment. And um, my mate Tom, who I go to the games with, I bore him to tears with this. I don't think Zabaleta should be playing at wing-back. Because wing-back, to me, is a young man's game where you have to basically get yeah. up and down the field. Yeah. Half the time, it's not actually about having the tackling ability, but it's to be able to actually put the pressure on to play so the wing has to play the ball back. I actually think, because he's got the tactical nous and the skill to read the game, defensive midfield is Zabaleta's long term yes. position just in my own opinion well, I, don't I think he's done
1: right I position. totally agree I mean the
2: reality is you know Zabaleta doesn't have a long term he's probably got like a another year in him maybe and 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 I'm very fond of Zabaleta because considering he's what 34 yeah he he is he's had a good season for us not an exceptional season for us but about as good as you can expect from a 34 year old no but I, I I guess part of what, what what was quite disappointing against Liverpool is that and this goes back to a kind of larger problem, which we can we can talk about shortly. Is that really a club in our position, you know, or, or you know, hypothetically in our position, shouldn't it be playing a thirty-four-year-old and a thirty-six-year-old no, no, wingback no, 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 in the Premier League? No. no, I
1: mean, I think the summer, no. you know, the, the summer just gone was one in which a huge reorganisation should have happened. that uh, that the, the, not only was playing staff for their own merits but playing staff for your tactics of the way you want to set up and play and although those were for you know on paper good purchases there there wasn't actually much thought of what type of side this is you know uh, Hernandez is a very particular type of player and no one else we bought really supported that sort of tactic And, and I mean pace for you know, part of the you know the the good bit of the last Allardyce season and then billich's first season. Part of that was Jenkinson on loan, who was like a rocket up that wing. Had many sort of um, uh, qualities or lack of qualities that sort of detracted from his overall performance. But that boy could shift and he could also cross, and uh, so worked very well as a kind of flying fullback. As was a kind of. Inform Cresswell at his best. Yeah. Both pacey, both quick, both could cross. Now we've got like old guys out <laughs> right, and a well, real I mean, absence. Yeah,
3: Massaartu's moment of madness has caught up with us, hasn't mm, it? In mm. that in that respect, um, I've I I you know wonder what's wrong with Byram. I mean, there's there are rumors yes, that too. they're going to get rid of him, aren't there? Aren't there? That um, is
1: insane.
3: Unless they um, got some. Well, get this guy from Fulham, apparently. Mm. But. Uh,
2: no, I don't think we'll
3: get him. Not him. him no, then, the yeah. other guy, the other guy The not right Ken. the right the He's right the back. midfielder. Oh, I'm not sure. Uh, Ryan something.
2: I would like that. Um, if it's if it's a young player from the championship. You know, we're, we're trying to do the quest over Oh, it's a young again. player from the championship. But I, I, personally, I, I, I think Byram has been given quite a lot of chances and never excelled. He's always been fine, and certainly we he's should got, not get rid of him if the only other option okay. is a Zabaleta. He's struggled
3: for fitness. He's, he's, he, he is, a, you know, he is injury prone, isn't he? On, yeah, on, it on, seems on to be his evidence. knees. A, he but he's not injured. had is a consistent, right? yeah. decent run in the side, has he? I think it, you know, it's always but I think there's a reason for that. You know, there's a reason has, that 34-year-old Zabaleta is, is preferred
2: to him as well, though, even when they're both fit. Right. Yeah. He, I, I don't think Bilic really rated him. I'm not sure Moyes particularly rates him. You are totally right about the injuries, though.
3: Yeah, I mean, you know, but it is an area. We're going to play with three at the back, and 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 we've we've on the whole we've done well with the three at the back under under Moyes, with Old Bonner at the at the core of it. Um But yes, you, you're absolutely right. You we have got to get in. It's a priority. You know, both right and left wing backs. I think Masuaku is decent, but you can't have just the one.
0: Yeah, you have to have <laughs> Actually, someone complementary on to, the other so side. T- so yes. yeah. there were so many yeah. times against West Brom, for example, uh, recently where the ball would go out to our right-hand side with Zabaleta, one man would come across, not a threat, because they know he's not going to try and take a man on, he's going to play the ball back inside right. to Noble. Noble plays the ball out to the left, we try and double over with Cresswell and Mazuaku, four or five people coming over, absolutely yeah. swarming us. Mm-hmm. They knew as a tactic we were lopsided. In theory, you want someone as the equivalent, to me in this squad, it's Antonio to play right wing yes.
2: back, interesting. Yeah, well, he did, mm-hmm. in the, he did against Watford, didn't he? Well, <laughs> he, no, sorry, he played left wing back. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and the other option, of course, yeah. would have been put. Put Cresswell at left wing back and put Rice in centre. Set- yeah, Cresswell at has
3: struggled in that role now, hasn't he? Since his really since his injury, I still think all of these options that were better
2: than a a thirty six year old uh, Patrick. I'm not. I'm not. Everett, I'm not. not Every week, like not he he, with he clearly is a great guy to have around. He's kind of like a vibes man. Yeah, but, he, but, but he's yeah. not really, He's not a Premier League starting
1: no. eleven player, is he? Let's look no. forward to the rest of the season uh, after this message. Stop Hammer Time is backed for this season by Ladbrokes. So yes, uh, the result of the weekend uh, it, it sort of drags us back into a sort of uh, a bit of a bun fight where where one win above the drop zone. Um, yeah. And I think uh, it's quite conceivable that for a lot of teams, that's the pattern for the whole rest of almost a whole second half of the season. Um Given the change in team selection for the, for the weekend's fixture with Liverpool, I mean, what should we be looking for to finish this season sort of strongly and uh, more than strongly, not go down? Yeah. I mean, we have well, no we have no new players. Is is we're not really waiting particularly for anyone to come back uh i suppose reed
2: well fully fully fit lanzini as well which was yeah, quite yeah quite cool. and,
3: and and fully fit antonio i think yeah definitely yeah. Uh, up up to this liverpool game where you know we we talked about the sort kind of, of fact yeah yeah the score was exposed i mean i would also add you know the the space in front of the defense was was exposed again they they used they you know utilized that brilliantly liverpool didn't they in their in their passing game you mentioned Zabaleta filling in there. He's, he's done that a couple of times. He did it well against Crystal Palace. And he did it dreadfully against Brighton. So he's kind of, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> 50-50 on, yeah, pick on that role. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that what it comes down to is home games against... I mean, obviously, Saturday's game's a, a, a big one. And you know that's a must. I would say... It's not necessarily a must-win game it's a must-not-lose game. Yeah. On Saturday. yeah. yeah. yeah it's, a must it's good not they got a bit of hiding must in the Must not lose. And that worries me a and little because he might yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. That worries me a little because he might be a little bit caught twixt in between whether to go really mm. go all you know balls out for the win there or and I think if he sets up not to lose a game, that always worries me. Yeah, a absolutely. Um, but then it really comes down to three home games against Southampton, Stoke and Everton. Six points a, um, from those games. and
1: that's We've it. got six home fixtures out of our last ten yes, games, exactly. haven't we? Because yeah. of the uh, yes. imbalance, because of the, the yep. you know, mm. August games, yep. or being three away games yep. in a row. Uh, we do have six out of ten yeah. at home. And, and
3: you wouldn't be surprised to get something... Uh, uh, either Chelsea or Arsenal, to be honest, in no, in, in no. you know the way Chelsea have been have been playing, no. you, you, know.
1: you know, Liverpool are, are uh, you know the the um, I've just been doing the whistleblowers, which is obviously a general football podcast, but we we're talking a little bit about that. You know, are, um, Liverpool, you'd think in that mini race now that Manchester City are sort of in position zero, and <laughs> and uh, the the race for the top is in fact quite interesting. You think, um, you know, Liverpool have players that are sort of playing the best they've played like Firmino has been with them for maybe three years now uh, I would guess and he is certainly in the form of his life at the moment and I think a player that sort of returns to form you know uh, and often their form is in quite a narrow band because they've done it before, they recognise what it's like and they slightly celebrate it. Like Silver at Manchester City, Aguero at Manchester City and De Bruyne at Manchester City. They've played brilliantly, maybe a little less brilliantly and now they're probably playing all three of those guys, the best they've ever played. Yeah. They know what that feels like so they can do it again and they know it's happening. Liverpool is the same with that. Salah is just really just He's having magic. a great mm-hmm. time. Uh, and and uh, Mane and... Um, uh, Firmino you know are just like they're you know to really expect not to lose that i
2: I, I agree Phil and, and you know we're we a team right now that you 'd probably just about expect to beat Watford at home and you yeah. probably just about expect to lose by three goals away to Liverpool but I do guess that that is what is triggering some of the malaise around the fans at the moment because it's kind of the same as it ever was this yeah. is what West Ham the last sort of 10-15 years that we've been round about there as a team, a team that beats Watford at home that loses by three goals to Liverpool mm. away and it's quite interesting hearing about this um, the Brady open letter that's been published over the last yeah. few days we were talking about it previously I'm quite keen to to, yes. to, to discuss yeah, yeah. it a well, bit well, that's, further that's all, uh... um, but, but I, I guess that in spite of the fact as that that we are in a position where it's kind of same as it ever was we, I think we probably won't go down. I think we'll be good enough to no, stay up. Okay. Um, again, same as it as it, as it ever was. Um, the, at the same time, we're playing with, you know, 85-year-olds at wing-back. Mm. And it just feels as if we're, we're still waiting for this kind of A lift-off, that, which that, might you, just you, I think you're come. absolutely
3: right. Now, that's compounded, of course, by the fact that we had one of our best-ever seasons in the Premier League, um, uh, if not in some ways our best ever season, my in the favourite Premier ever League. season, yeah. The I, last think in, I think in some, yeah. some respect it was our best ever season in the Premier League. And, uh, you know, on the, in the last, <laughs> the season before the move, um, uh, with you know one of our in terms, of, I mean, pure footballing talent. He's one of the best players he's ever played for the club, prior, isn't he? Absolutely
2: right. But he, yeah. but I think this is quite um, symbolic. And I know we're kind of jumping straight into the <laughs> the, the same yeah. old issues. But, and, and and of course, this was discussed at length on the pod last week. Um I, I guess, you know, talking about Man City, Phil, um, I've been speaking, I spoke to a lot of my Man City friends in, in advance of the move, because, of course, we were kind of hoping we would follow a similar trajectory. You, you, you give up your spiritual home, a place that feels so inc- incredibly comfortable and important to you. They had Main Road, we had Upton Park. And what you're hoping for is the, 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 other, the, the, the deal is you then get, well, you know, what Man City have got world class players, Champions yeah. League football, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Premier League titles. And, and ironically, we've had the inverse. We arrived at, at the Olympic Stadium with a world class player, the best player I've ever seen play for West Ham in Dimitri Pai, and, and, and he's now gone. And then you end up in a position where you are more or less kind of where you were before the move, just with, a, with, with higher expectations. And. And and I do think a lot of this does does come back to the board in terms of whether they've taken us as far as they possibly can. Well, I think what was
1: disappointing was, I mean, obviously a massive cash injection came immediately with Manchester City. Immediately, you know, they they bought a lot of players. I mean, they did have some, uh, <clears throat> you know, Stuart Pearce and then Mark Hughes, some quite uh, quite vanilla managers, but they, they were given a lot of money. Carlos Tevez, Craig Bellamy, they, Radio, they were buying, yeah, they were buying some big players Chaco. straight away. <clears throat> what, what is disappointing to me is that there's a feeling I wasn't expecting to move to the next level the second we kicked off in the new stadium. But just a feel, feeling that we were sort of moving towards and moving in the right direction. What we did was sort of balls up two transfer windows in a row. And having balls the first one up, the kind of Bolin mm-hmm. to London Stadium, we had another summer to kind of sort it out. Ostensibly, people were pleased at those four purchases. I've got to say, I thought, yes, they're good players, but I didn't see any any sort of plan to the thinking. The fact that we were kind of in for Giroud, and we've said this so many times before, the fact that we were in for Giroud and Hernandez they're such completely different players you're going that's so scattergun <laughs> you're going, but, it, it, but it's almost tiny... like playing
0: it off a football manager it's a name yeah, rather yeah, than yeah. what would be the best fit for the team Absolutely. going back to a number of the topics I've actually just been talking about here it's almost about momentum as well Man City to the league this season Leicester when they won the league Liverpool at the moment it's almost you play particularly you play a team at a particular time where everything clicks for them they know how they're playing the identity mm. they're pulling yeah. in one direction they're moving in the forward together well, as you say, West Ham had had the send off at the bowling ground. Great, and it was a case of almost, oh, what do we do now? <laughs> yeah. oh, mm, um, 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 it was always um, going to be um, a period like kind of insecurity. Of yeah, exactly. Where, where it wasn't necessarily uh, a fought-out plan, and it was almost we're going to bulk the squad up with a number of players. They might come good and hopefully we get past Astra in the Europa League, where for a second season in a row we got dumped out. So then we left with them on the books, and it didn't necessarily gel as a team. Uh, There will always be a betting-in period. Man City, when they first went to um, what's now the Etihad Stadium, uh, they didn't have necessarily the best of seasons. One or two times they flirted with mid-table, maybe lower, and then they had the big real cash injections of just players coming and moving to another level, which then encourage further investment, yeah. and their Thai owner, who oh, don't ask me to pronounce the name, worked, right? yeah. that's mm. the one for then a sovereign nation to buy Man City and move him, in, <laughs> and move him into the absolute stratosphere that we can never reach unless mm. we well, were bought by a sovereign nation,
3: like Qatar or something like that.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, if you go to Qatar Podcast forward well, they
3: own a lot of the area around the stadium.
2: Don't that's
0: the Etihad Campus, which is their training facility, several several pitches. Uh, the women's team played there. There is so many facilities, and what is the Etihad Campus, which was Sultan by Manchester Council, <laughs> to actually develop a team for the future? Again, a, a conveyor belt player after player. Well, after I, think player. What you're,
1: I think what you're saying, Jim, is that I they think own a, owe, our, own a large well. amount of the yeah, area around the Olympic Yeah, but I know. I mean, it's, well, I mean, I it's whole, the same point in a way. I have to say, I mean, you know, it's over now. It's gone. Move on. But I do, I do. I think you you possibly can't uh, uh, overestimate um, how weak billich was in both of those summer transfer windows. I feel that he, you know, he, he just wasn't, uh, as I've said a lot of times on the podcast, I was very annoyed when he went away and did that bit of punditry uh, for the Euros. I was like, you should be in every day because yeah. this is a big move to a new... You know, huge Thunderdome Stadium. From around. you should be overseeing every single step of this move, and I think he was a little bit um, a little bit slack.
3: I, think so. a little I mean, a bit we slack. don't know the ob- obviously sort of who is responsible for what. There's been a lot of kind of blame game going on, hasn't there? But it seems to me, you know, Sullivan's involvement in in transfer business is not, has not has been pretty disastrous as as well. I mean, one way or another, it, it was incompetent, wasn't it? It was a, it was a, it was a bollocks
2: up. So this is I read this piece by Daniel Story of Football 365 about a couple of weeks ago about the owners and there was a line in it that really has stayed with me and it said that expertise is more important than good intentions. And I think he absolutely nailed it because I actually don't doubt the good intentions of the chairman. I do believe that they are at real west ham fans i know it's a bit embarrassing but the fact that the that, that sullivan's kids are permanently talking about west ham on twitter mm-hmm. shows that it, you know west ham really is imbued in them and they want to do well however i think they have taken us as far as as they can and, and lest we forget they 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 did take us from a much worse position after the Icelandic nonsense um They've, they've overseen this move which they kind of had to do and we've moved and it's all right and it'll be fine. I don't like it, but it, but you know, it, it,
1: it is the right thing to they do. They had a couple of good windows as well.
2: Yes, they windows. did. But and I now and think, as well. I now think that we need more. Again, going back to the City example, City worked really hard to change the infrastructure of the club. They brought in Bagiristan from, from, from Barcelona, who, who I think was the director of football. We now need that kind of infrastructure because we cannot rely on david sullivan and his landline but oh. david sullivan doesn't even have a mobile phone and as much as much as you know he i do think they have done a good job at west ham we we need and this might sound ageist but we need a new generation of owner mm. who can start installing modern techniques modern infrastructure and, and, and maybe a director of football to be in charge of of some of the key playing decisions at west ham because it doesn't quite make sense that sullivan um is in charge of our transfers anymore <laughs>
1: No, probably
0: not. because David Sullivan um, has, uh, in some of his interviews in the past with either The Guardian or whichever other media outlet it's been, he said that he's effectively a director of football and that the last uh, say on who is signed is the manager themselves. But it's almost a case of, I have found these players for you. Who do you like? And Mm. then if it comes off great, I'm the one that found Lanzini. If it comes off bad... Billich wanted Clary. Yeah, it's been, yeah,
1: a
2: yeah. It's been a lot uh, of that. But that's that's Upton Park management. No, no, We're now at the Olympic so It feels the, yes, it feels like if we if we've moved on and grown up as a club, we've got to move on in terms of the way we, we do our business.
1: Yes, I'm a little worried. I mean, one thing that 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 you assumed would happen, especially with things like, uh, you know, Jim, we talked a lot about the um, how shrewd we thought it was that in the new badge design. Then this is regardless of what you think about the new badge design the fact that the word London is incorporated and that you know um the proximity and the transport links to the city—that that it was—it was sort of branding itself for quite a biggish sale to uh, a, a, a sort of a rich owner who's going to invest a lot more, or at least a, some. I guess I'm, I'm not sure of the ins and outs of how business works, but like a majority shareholder who's going to put a lot of money into the club because that's what it seemed like. Moving to the big new stadium, the the sort of the, the branding of uh, you know the East End and the World Cup. 1966 mm. winning team and it's three West Ham players all of this stuff is heading towards a goal but he's made a yeah, lot of I, I know it might, might I know it might but he's made a lot of uh, no I'm in I'm not going anywhere I'm in yeah. for the long haul yeah. as what's supposed to sound like a kind of reassuring sound but it was in fact a worrying sound <laughs> yeah. I want this is a legacy to hand on to my you know, my profligate young tweeting son, Jack. Yeah. Um, I'm here for the long haul. Don't worry, I'm not going anywhere. As a sort of, yeah, as I say, as a kind of um, indication of how loyal to um, yeah you know, How he, I, mean, you know, I think about West Ham all the time. I wake up in the middle of the night. But no, no, I, I want mean, you to <laughs> commit someone else who's going to wake he, up in the middle of the night.
3: Equally, he can't come out and say, I want to sell it. No, no, so, no, that's so right. So that might be all right. part yes. of the long game. But I they mean, are, um, they are. And I do think, I mean, there's a lot of, it seems to be quite disproportionate anger about the word London on the on the badge. Um, it seems to be. I mean, it, it, it was very obviously a marketing branding you know, yes thing, it wasn't it? Like I that, mean, whether yeah, or not you. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I think a badge is a badge, but but. Right. Um, um, people do get very 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 kind of passionate about 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 these things because they see the badges kind of representative of what you know the, the essence of the spirit of the club is uh, and, and the heritage of the club as well of course um but you know people they they, they did a, they did a huge amount as she mentions it in this letter that you that Paul, oh, i'm sure you're going to come on to in a minute uh this open letter to, she, she, you know, to be fair what she says about the consultation process they did go through this kind of you know slightly faux consultation process but it obviously existed and it happened I can remember being invited to vote on the thing but the, obviously it's about global reach isn't it it's obviously about bringing in raising the raising the profile of the club it's a club in it's got a name that people don't i mean i know someone who started supporting west ham he lived in northland because he when he was a little kid he thought it was short for west hampstead <laughs> i mean um and, and there was a there was a post i think on one of the one of the groups on facebook i was reading today with this this guy from overseas he's a west ham fan He's coming, and he said, "No, I was really interested. Well, I was really surprised when I saw that badge come out because I didn't know that West Ham were from. Oh yeah, were yeah. from yeah. London. I saw that. The truth. And, the uh, truth. And I, you know, but the fact is that people won't know where a lot of these clubs are. The, the from, thing is, though, Jim. You know? I
2: guess you know that we are. You know, we're the seventeenth richest club in the world. For goodness' sake, you know, we, we've done this, but big not the seventeenth most high-profile. Fine. But either Definitely way, we, we there's been a lot of talking the talk over the last two, three, four years about this big move and the step up. We're yet to walk the walk. And I think I think that yes. is where the frustration no, is. totally yeah. and
3: understandably. Yeah. We're, we're and, tripping yeah. up every single year. Yeah. And, and for also sure.
0: You, you can't really own the word London as well in terms of advertising. At no. the moment at Stamford Bridge, it's, I think it's part of the wider Nike uh, advertisement that they're doing that two-minute basically little mini-movie. They have on their billboards, we are London. Mm. So you can't take ownership of the word London no. as in London is West Ham because Chelsea on their board is saying we are London yeah. so yeah but
3: I mean people were wearing I mean, people were going to game, West Ham games in the 80s wearing and West Ham United pride of London
1: yeah, um, yeah I, it's, think it's, uh, I think that's know. okay you know so I mean that, that will happen in Madrid and stuff won't it I mean teams it will go weird, weird. it's part, uh, well, of, the it's
2: part of the fattening up yeah. it ing- yeah. it's part of the fattening up it's Look, growing the brand I, I think the most likely scenario is within the next 18 months we get sold
1: yes I feel that some things uh, you know Obviously, they give us lots of reasons to um, to point at incompetence in what they do. But I mean, in, in that Iron Man film, David Sullivan says, "Oh, it's not the move to the new stadium per se. The amount of more t- the amount more tickets we sell in the new stadium would buy us one new twelve million pound player. It's not.
0: It's it's all the other stuff that goes it, with it." Just to ask, is that a twelve million pound player that his son begs him not to sign? Probably,
1: <laughs> probably, <laughs> almost certainly.
2: They, listen, they, they are businessmen of a different generation. And yeah. it feels like we now need yeah. businessmen or, or, and women of a new generation. And, and I guess we all kind of hoped that Karen Brady, who is a, a, a very successful modern businesswoman, might be a good kind of counterpoint to these kind of two old, very successful East End businessmen doesn't quite feel like she's been enough of a counterweight or is even the right kind of business person herself.
3: We should ask Paul a little bit about, because he was at yes. the meeting with Karen Brady, yes. and uh, so we should ask him a little bit about that. Absolutely.
0: Really. Where do you want me to start? <laughs> the beginning. <laughs> the middle. I, I would say in the midst of time, uh, once upon a time there was a... Uh, no, there was a... um Obviously, the Real West Ham Fans Action Group came onto the scene, mostly out of the uh, the protests and the uh, attempts at censorship of uh, anti-board sentiments and flags at the Watford away game in November. Um, they obviously came out with the original five-point plan.
2: Who, who makes up the group?
0: Um, the Real West Ham Fan Action Group. Hmm. Uh, the lead is uh, Andy Swallow, uh, a uh, West Ham United fan, as well as uh, Mickey Morgan and a few other people as well. Um, they have their own committee as an organisation. They are one strand of what is called the West Ham Groups United where they reached out a hand to a whole bunch of websites and organisations, if I'm allowed to advertise freely on your podcast, for uh, for ourselves as uh, West Ham United Independent Sport Association, Knees Up Mother Brown, West Ham Online, um, Hammer's uh, Chat, Hammer's Fan TV and a whole other bunch of supporter groups out in America or personalities on Facebook uh, and other um, websites and podcasts and the like. And the West Ham Groups United was invited by the club to attend a meeting on Monday of last week. Where was it? It was held at the um, uh, London Stadium in the, uh, the press conference room, which is quite cavernous and large. They laid on quite a few drinks as well, non-alcoholic. <laughs> and... There was uh, Karen Brady, uh, Tara Warren, who is also a board member, and Belle Illingworth, who is the um, uh, stadium uh, match day operator for West Ham United. And there was a number of points put forward. Um, Some of them don't feature in the letter, which was released by um, Karen Brady and the club yesterday. As a
2: response to the meeting?
0: It was in a direct response to the meeting, yes. And it was certain points... Uh, It goes to nine pages of PDF, and there's certain points where Karen says there's pledges or hopes that we will get some more signage within the Olympic Park saying this is the home of West Ham United. Um, Talking to Heineken about a uh, stage to be set up as a sort of fan park outside the ground itself on the Stadium Island. There's a few things like that, and also to have a couple of flags with e- each of the West Ham crests and badges down the years until the recent one, to be waved by maybe mascots or whoever on the pitch before and the game and before they come back out at half-time. Where Those are in the letter. That's great. These are very much cosmetic things, just in my personal opinion, mm-hmm. because I, I am the vice chair of the Independent Sport Association, so I can only speak for myself. I don't speak for um anyone but myself this letter is just a lot of words on paper to me there isn't actually any meat on the bone there were discussions about the finances about how much money is actually going to flow into the coffers of the manager to actually help improve the club uh, at one point they were actually asked isn't it better considering um the state of the club maybe they should set a realistic price and go. And to be honest, it wasn't received very well from uh, from the opposite end. There was a request to stop the Sun article for um, Karen Brady. Um, she point back refused. Uh, then the point was made to not talk about West Ham matters because of the issue of um, Soleimani actually going to Newcastle and the difficulty caused with the uh, Leicester directors by talking about Leicester in her article, she did say she'll take that away as a consideration to maybe stop talking about directly West Ham related matters so there's some things in the letter where you can read it and you think actually they've listened to some of the things that are put across maybe about the stewarding because stewarding is an issue and continues to be an issue considering now um, OCS as a company are no longer Utilise they utilise four different companies.
2: What is the issue with the stewarding?
0: Um, sometimes seen as heavy handed, sometimes as well, um, people you would ask them a question, they wouldn't know the answer. They, th- as an example, there was, as part of um, uh, the Independent Sports Association, I attended a fan conference with other associations and trusts for London with the Met Police. There was a man who gave a presentation about anti-terrorism measures. He is a West Ham season ticket holder. He walked through the security. He asked the person giving him a pat down, what would you do if I was carrying a weapon? The person responded, I do not know. So there is, and that was from an anti-terrorist specialist who actually looks after a number of sites in London. So there's those kind of things where it doesn't really distill you with confidence that there's a measure there or it's someone, a visible protection, so to speak, but they don't actually either know what they were doing or actually have... Any authority to actually enact upon someone's genuine concerns. I
1: wonder whether that's a, you know, particularly a West Ham problem though, or whether it's a problem sort of at other grounds. I mean, we've been to a few games at the Emirates and they are, you know, there's 19 year old blokes with fluorescent jackets on, and you're Mm -hmm. not, I'm not particularly confident that they'll they'll cut the black wire of a suicide vest. I don't, I don't, you know, you, you, that goes with, you know, minimum wage you know, frontline service jobs across the country.
2: Outsource, G4S, Carillion, whoever the hell it is. I'm not sure. It's encouraging that the the, the club are listening. Um, And I, and I, and I guess that in, in this, you know, it's almost, it sounds like this group is very, very, um, very good idea. It's almost like the sort of West Ham fans trade union who are, who, who want to be continually voicing our concerns and the club are responding. I think you never get everything you ask for. Um, and, and do, do you think that to some extent the, the, these groups and the kind of, um, the discussions around it come from a more sort of general malaise about the state of the club rather than actually these specific issues that they want solved or, or what do you think? Is, is it scratching that itch or is it something broader like? Because ultimately football fans like having a moan. Um, that is, you know, we, we, I think there was a discussion on the Facebook group about, you know, what makes a real West Ham fan? And, I, and yeah. I kind of thought, my answer to that is someone that likes moaning about West Ham. Then you know they're a real West Ham fan. And, yeah. and is it a part of that or, or, or actually is there something more fundamental and systemic here, do you think?
0: Uh, it seems to be a number of issues because we, we were discussing um, early before the podcast where there are a number of people on a whole spectrum as like a broad church of singular issues. I disagree with Stewarding, or I don't agree with maybe people standing in front of me, or other kind of issues where maybe it's just one concern. Up until uh, um, an extreme of nobody uh, will ever change my mind. I do not agree with this board. I want them out. And there's people in between of the match day experience is not what it was at the bowling. It's a soulless walk in their opinion, or other aspects like that about how they're treated around Westfield. Or external matters, which are not necessarily the club, but it is a responsibility that the club signed a contract to move us to that stadium. So therefore, as a uh, as a byproduct of that, it's seen as you sign this deal. This is now where we play football. You now have a responsibility to try and ensure that actually any grievances or concerns I have are actually met. And it's almost a case of some people weren't heard. As an example, one of the bullet points that the Real West Ham Fan Action Group came out with was about the maintenance of the Memorial Ground back at the Bowling the ma- Yeah, the
3: Memorial Garden. The Memorial yeah. Garden, sorry, Which yes. hasn't been well maintained.
0: It did, yeah, first time was the Independent Support Association asking the club, it's overgrown. We are trying to clean it, but we don't have access through the metal gate, so we could only... Uh, the representative of the of the committee of the time was trying to clear through the, the metal um, bars. The action group comes along and as one of their main points asks, maintain it all the time. So now they're saying much more in place to be a lot more respectful to those that have had their ashes interned or are actually memorialised there. So it's almost a case of, as you say, it's not being listened to and you're not being listened to and then there's this reaction that's come about and there's been so much momentum gathering behind it because it's seen as an effective way of getting your voice heard, if it's as a well, sort of it, single it issue. It has it's others. a very good example, and that's yeah. quite,
1: you know, if if that has affected change, that's exactly, that's a perfect kind of example of the, the thing working well, of there being, as, as oh, Benji great. said, a kind of, a sort of a collective of uh, West Ham groups that... The, um, can make those changes happen. It's like I I wouldn't have known uh, that the memorial garden was kind of overgrown and stuff. So it's good that there are people there that do that can because that is something that should be seen as kind of incumbent on the club to yes, to, but, to but you know to listen and reach yes, out to But I know. think
3: I think you know it it has taken quite a lot of anger and quite a lot of quite a lot of you know, quite an extreme sort of measure with the plan at march to get to a point where you get a conciliatory response like this. And it's clearly obviously trying to head the thing off at the at the pass and I don't obviously you know, I it suspect it's not gonna succeed. I mean these are particular points. There are particular points of the badge and all these things. There are particular things that, that that something could be done about. Fundamentally though, underneath all this, the kind of the kind of ground swell of this is about Exactly what what Benji was talking about earlier. Really, the fact that, that I mean, we, you know, when when Doctor Faustus sells his soul to the devil, <laughs> he gets returns. He gets he gets pleasure. He gets he gets you know he gets a, a whoopie dupee yeah. time. And the point is that there is a degree to which, and I felt this at the time, we have sold our soul to the devil, and we haven't had yet the compensatory pleasures that should come with that. And some people feel that, that, that they're, not, they're just not going to come under the current onus and that our whole thing has been some kind of conspiratorial selling us down the river. I think probably it is more about incompetence than, than a genuine in, uh, attempt yeah. to deceive. But fundamentally, you know, that, that I, 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 I have a lot of sympathy with the people and who that, feel and that, that, and that that's why that, we are know.
2: saying loud and clear in a single voice
3: all we want is a whoopee doopee time. Yeah. OK, <laughs> yeah. can we can we hashtag that?
1: We can. Uh, yeah, let's do that. Well,
3: we have, you know, there's got to be investment. Isn't it? There's got to be money from somewhere. There's got to be strategy. Yes, there's absolutely. got to be yeah, competence. Right. Yeah.
1: Right. yeah. I mean, uh, you know, the, 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 all of this would be ameliorated if we'd played halfway decent in the last two years. Yeah, the day, yeah
3: absolutely. You know. Of course it would. I mean, of course, it would. It's, nobody it's, would be arguing about the badge if we were in you know sixth place now and we'd beaten we'd beaten tottenham and uh, you know yeah. if and things were so going well if we had, well, if fit, we'd we'd had the kind yeah. of season we had yeah. the, uh, the last yes. one at the berlin nobody would be about it
1: certainly the it. fact that nothing got better after the first season there you could you know you could reluctantly kind of accept uh you know, the last season, 16-17, uh, as, as, as a kind of a blip because it's teething trouble moving into a new stadium like City at the, uh, yeah. the, uh, the Commonwealth Stadium. But to sort of go again and, you know, those early games, we just didn't look like we were ready to play football. It was, you know, a horrific start to the season. And
2: thank God for Arnautovic because otherwise it would be even more toxic. Mm-hmm. at the
3: moment. Well, and to a certain extent Moyes. And I do think done, well, the one area there does seem to be, to, for, for, to me anyway, it seems there's a degree of competence now is in the managing of the footballing side of, of the club. I, I think I think he's done a decent job. He's done a fine I will job. be gutted if he doesn't get given I, the I do have to extension. say, I'm,
0: I'm uh, this is probably a, an unpopular um, opinion, but I, f- I feel it's a real disappointment we basically threw both both cups, where mm. it was a... It was a bad performance against Arsenal. They didn't perform any much better. Both teams were there for (laughs) the taking, and neither team wanted to get through. Neither team wanted through It was a question of who wanted it less. (laughs) Exactly, it was. And and it was a limping through to Wigan. And to be fair, Wigan now uh, riding a crest of a wave. Having Bournemouth didn't want anything to do with the cup. They Mm -hmm. wanted out. They got out. We got turned over. Mazuaku's moment of absolute madness, Mm -hmm. and obviously digging in. Beating Man City, so you could say we're a little bit unlucky in that sense to have drawn them. But you still feel that both cups we just uh, we're out because I I agree
2: emotionally, but pragmatically, I know exactly why they've they've done it. We we are this; it is a dogfight. This, you know, there are fourteen teams that can get relegated. We've got we've got to be sensible about it. I think
1: injuries, squad depth, all that stuff. I mean, it does. uh, It's back to seeming like an incredibly sort of thin squad. Oddly, you know, you could have done with one of those.
3: Yeah, so there are different ways of seeing that, though, aren't there? Because if we'd have gone to Shrewsbury first time up with a with you know with a with a full strength side and uh, gone and you know battered them for half an hour and gone two nil up and then, you know take a few players off, we wouldn't have had to play the replay. You know, so I think yeah, there are different ways of looking at this, and I think I think winning games is good for the club. You know, I'm I'm with you a little bit on that. Yeah. Paul.
1: Shall we wrap this up? Uh, and uh, maybe some predictions. Any closing thoughts before we uh, wrap it up? Um, yes, do uh, do find WHUISA uh, Ham United, United States Supporters Association no, on very-
0: Twitter at WHUISA2017. Yep. Don't ask me why it's 2017 <laughs> on <not> there. <me. laughs>
1: no, I didn't do it. No. Uh, it makes it all that more memorable. Um, Years gone by. Yeah, yeah. It's last year. Um, so predictions. We are playing uh, away at Swansea at the weekend. Now we have a pretty good record against. Uh, them. Yes, we my do. My, my uh, inspired prediction of a, a four-one away win uh, still looms large in <laughs> most people's memories who have any interest in West Ham. <laughs> uh, and uh, you know we've um, we've on the whole done quite well against them. Um, you know this is obviously perfect time for us to now fuck that up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, quite right. Uh, um, Jim
3: must not lose one-one.
1: One-one. Benji, I, I,
2: think the, I think I'm going to say three-one to us. But I think the Carvalho bubble was burst last week, and I think there might be a little bit of damn momentum now with right. Swansea. And I think if we can if we can get Lanzini on and out of it, you know, a fit Lanzini. Um, firing again, much like they did against. Was it, was it Huddersfield? Yeah, they had that yeah. Game. Yeah. I, I I think we could do another Huddersfield away. So mm. I'm saying not quite four one, but three one.
1: Three one. Paul.
0: Anyone who knows me knows I say West Ham will lose every single game. <laughs> right. And it's it's almost like you're aim low. If you achieve anything above it, then great. You're beating expectations by getting a draw. Um, one all.
1: One all. Uh, no, we've had one all. Yeah,
3: you can't have oh, one. I can't have the same. Oh. No, I can't have the same. And I probably usually go. choose the statistically most likely result in football. And
0: I think the most statistically uh, proven result throughout the history of football, and now we've got the internet, you can actually probably prove it, so I'm probably talking a load of codswallop, is 2-1. Uh, so I'm going to go 2-1 to Swansea. 2-1 to
1: Swansea. I think I'm going to say 2 all mm. 2 all An entertaining 2 all yeah. An entertaining yeah. 2 all yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 All right, that's it for this week's Stop Hammer Time. My name's Phil Whelans. With me have been uh, Jim Grant. Cheerio. Benji Lanyardo. Goodbye. And Paul Turner. Absolute pleasure. Come on, you Irons.
0: This is a Playback Media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at westhampodcast.com.
1: Stop Hammer Time is backed for this season by Ladbrooks.